The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin addressed state lawmakers for the first time yesterday afternoon. Youngkin focused on issues he campaigned on, what he called the kitchen table concerns of working families, especially parents. My message to parents is this. You have a fundamental right enshrined in law by this General Assembly to make decisions with regard to your child's upbringing, education, and care. And we will protect and reassert that right. He called on lawmakers to reintroduce a bill previously vetoed by former Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe that would require teachers to notify parents before sexually explicit content is taught in schools. Youngkin is Virginia's first Republican governor since Bob McDonnell was elected in 2009. Dominion Energy and its executives spent more than a quarter of a million dollars funding a secretive political group that attacked Governor Glenn Youngkin during his campaign. That's according to newly released federal campaign filings. Now a bipartisan group of lawmakers are reviving an effort to ban donations from Dominion and other state-regulated utilities. Republican Delegate Lee Ware is among them. He says Dominion has used its political contributions to shape laws that increase their profits at customers' expense. I think it will be bipartisan. I think there will be members from both caucuses that see this need. And they will see it because this is about ratepayers. A spokesperson for Dominion says it shouldn't be singled out by campaign finance laws. Youngkin hasn't taken a public position on the issue. Governor Youngkin has been clear on his desire to expand charter schools. Megan Pauley reports on what experts say are the pros and cons of the charter school model. Charter schools were started in the 1990s to serve as hubs for educational innovation. Andreen Castro, a professor at VCU in Richmond, says some charters in Chicago and New York have done just that by developing an Afrocentric curriculum. There are elements of innovation that I think are great about what charter schools can offer, particularly now when teachers are under considerable pressure to, you know, limit the types of culturally responsive learning that may mention race. But on the flip side, Castro says the flexibility to innovate can come with risks, including fewer protections for staff and students. There are other concerns about accountability and transparency since some charter schools are run by private for-profit management companies. And overall, the evidence about charter school effectiveness is pretty mixed. Megan Pauley, VPM News. The Virginia chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics is responding to Governor Glenn Youngkin's executive order eliminating a statewide mask mandate for public schools. The group is strongly recommending that school-aged children, regardless of vaccination status, wear a well-fitting face mask while attending school in accordance with CDC guidelines. Henrico County and Richmond City Public Schools have already announced they'll maintain their current mask mandates for students, staff, and visitors. Work is underway on the fifth National Climate Assessment, a wholesale analysis of climate change in the United States. Initial chapter drafts were released earlier this month, and as Patrick Larson reports, the authors want your help. 
The congressionally mandated NCA-5 largely takes stock of the past several years. New research, new climate impacts, new ways to deal with change. What are some of the lessons that we've learned or maybe haven't learned? That's Science Museum of Virginia climatologist Jeremy Hoffman. He heads the chapter on the Southeast U.S., which accounts for new understandings of heat, sea level rise, precipitation patterns, and more. A draft is available for public comment now, and Southeast residents can engage with authors at two virtual discussions. To really participate in shaping what this national climate assessment looks like, This comment period comes at the earliest stage of work. Hoffman says there will likely be more opportunities to provide feedback before the final drafts are released in late 2023. Patrick Larson, VPM News. To learn more or find out how to share feedback on the draft outline, go to vpm.org for the full story. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.